to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, so, kinda, you went ran for the University of Iowa. Um, Correct. Where did you go to high school at? Uh, I'm from Waukesha, Wisconsin. Uh, kind of like about 20 minutes west of Milwaukee. I went to Waukesha West High School. So. Nice. Um, and when did you start running? My sophomore year of high school. Um, I was always a soccer player growing up, um, yeah. but I was really short in high school. So I was like a five foot two, ninety pounds as a freshman in high school. Um, yeah. So I played. I played on the freshman team my freshman year, and I played pretty well. I scored like over twenty goals, and then I didn't grow at all going into my sophomore year. And the coach told me I was too small to play varsity soccer. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to quit soccer and went out for cross country because I had a bunch of friends on the team, and uh, yeah. that's kind of when I took it up. And how did your first year of that go? uh my first cross-country race i ran like 25 minutes for 5k yep. uh but i mean i gradually got better uh that, yeah. that entire season i ended up running i think i ran like 17 teens for 5k um at the end of that season and then uh went off for track and i think i maybe ran like 159 or two minutes um as a sophomore um so that was kind of how my how my first year went yeah and then from that year when did you kind of realize you might have something in the sport of running it wasn't until late in my senior year, honestly. Um, my junior year, I also played basketball. I started point guard on the basketball yeah. team, and I, I broke my ankle halfway through my junior year of the basketball season. Uh, so I missed my entire indoor track season of my junior year. So that kind of set me back a little bit going into outdoors. Yeah. Uh, so I think outdoors my junior year, I maybe ran like 158. Mm -hmm. um, and then senior year, um, ran okay indoors. We had a pretty good conference. So I was only third in my conference indoors in the 800. Yep. Um, but ended up kind of gradually getting better, um, that entire season. And then, uh, state championship, I ended up winning around 154. Um, mm -hmm. and that was in May of my senior year. And that's kind of when I started getting a, a few looks from, from some of the D1 schools. And honestly, up until then, I was kind of set on just running D3. I knew I yeah. wanted to keep running. I enjoyed it. So I took some visits to like University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, Stevens Point, Oshkosh, some of those schools. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't until after a uh, state of my senior year that I kind of, uh, you know, met up with with University of Iowa and Wisconsin yeah. at that point were the two schools that were kind of interested. So, so what was your transition like looking, going from looking at those D3 schools, to your D1 schools, how was that different? Um, just a lot more emphasis on like elite track and field. And that's kind of what yeah. I knew I wanted to do. Not to say that those schools weren't competitive, but I mean, you're looking at guys that were probably running, you know, 151 to 153. Whereas, you know, Iowa at that point had Adam Hairston, who um, was, you know, a big 10 champ was running 148, which was, which was quick um, in the big 10 or in the NCAA back in, you know, that would have been 2000, 2008. Um, so, so that was pretty quick back then. So that's when I kind of realized that, Hey, I wanted to you know pursue this and, and get the most out of what I could with my body I knew that if I wanted to go and do that at the D1 level that's probably what I had to do so um I took a really small scholarship to, to go to Iowa and the rest is kind of history so yeah what were your first few years at Iowa like how how did those go yeah freshman year was a big transition um a like being away from home and all my high school friends for the first time, like not knowing anyone going to school, that was yeah. like a big social adjustment. And then just even on the track, like I didn't lift weights at all in high school. I didn't lift in track. We didn't lift in basketball. And so that's such a big thing um, with, especially like the Iowa mid distance program, like these guys were lifting three times a week. So uh, I remember like my first probably two or three months I was lifting with a broomstick 
So all these guys were like doing cleans and snatches and all these lifts. And I had never done these before in my life. So like I was the little kid lifting with a broomstick for, for two or three months and just even just like, you know, balancing school and track and being away from the home for the first time. Like my freshman year was, was kind of rough. I think I ran like 151, which wasn't slow, but it wasn't as fast as I wanted to. But I think that, you know, the more consistent I was with, schoolwork and like getting used to the lifting and just showing up to practice every day and, and getting the work in like that just made the transition from freshman to sophomore year that much easier and I just kind of improved every year after that yeah um so like mentality wise have you ever had any like struggles with that or do you have any advice for people kind of how to keep a strong mindset or focus on races uh yeah I mean I honestly like my freshman year I was like kind of like do I even belong here? Like yeah. it was that much, it was that much of a struggle. Like, um, I think that's what people don't realize is like a lot of these college kids, just like being away from home for the first time is such a big adjustment that they, I think sometimes read too much into like results on the track, not realizing like how big of an adjustment just like personal and social life is and that. So like, I definitely, I definitely felt that. then. I think that I'd be surprised if there wasn't a transition that everyone goes through in the sport like everyone has their own struggles and so i think the main thing for me was just to stay consistent in what i was doing like off the track and on the track and knowing that if i just did that and continued good habits like day after day that at the end like everything would take care of itself so that's yeah. kind of just how i viewed it and i mean i've viewed it that way since my freshman year of college so yeah and from your once you started to get adjusted to that what kind of how were your changes like going from freshman year of college to sophomore year in college yeah, I think it was just everything was just that much easier, like knowing how to balance schoolwork with track and knowing like, hey, if I get my stuff done ahead of time, like I'm going to be able to just focus on track, you know, 100%, not be stressing about school in the back of your head. And I think that I think I ended up running 148 flat um, as a sophomore, which was a pretty big jump from running 151 the year prior. Um, And honestly, it was just like, like I said, just those habits day after day that just taking care of the stuff off the track makes focusing and racing on the track that much easier for me. So. And for you, like how serious do you take recovery? Like what do you do for recovery after a workout or after every run? Yeah. Uh, so I think like routine is such a big thing for me. Um, I've done the same warm up routine for every workout for the yep. last 15 years now. <laughs> so like just consistently in my warm up, like knowing what I need to do to like be prepped to do, the kind of work that day so that's big for me and then um afterwards i mean like i have a like a short like 10 minute foam rolling stretching routine that i do every night before bed just a little bit like flexibility stuff that i know like i just know my body well enough now that like i know the things that i need to do um so like yep. that's just been a big thing for me to just stay healthy and stay injury free like i've been doing that consistently for probably over a decade now like i've never had any sort of major injury from running and there, there's some luck that goes into that no yeah. doubt like i mean i'm definitely fortunate to not have had any major injuries but i do think that just like the consistency in that recovery and, and warm-up and everything has aided that for sure yeah and what kind of sleep do you get with having to manage everything like what do you shoot for per night uh now I shoot for probably like 10 hours. hours. Um, uh, when I was back in college and with, you know, knowing schoolwork and that kind of stuff, I think I shot to get like eight or nine and that's just kind of increased, you know, over the years as I have less obligations outside yeah. of, you know, track and field. So yeah, but like nowadays I shoot for about 10. So I'm usually in bed, usually in bed by about 10 and shoot to wake up about eight. So. Um, and going from college to professional, what was kind of that transition and how did you go about that process? 
Yeah, that was another interesting uh, transition for me. Um, so initially, my plan was to go to med school out of college. So I was applying to med schools. I took the MCAT and everything. And then uh, after I ran 145.9 at NCAAs my senior year and was runner up. Um, and then Coach Woody kind of just said, like, hey, I think we should at least give this another year and just, you know, see what see what we can accomplish. So uh, I was started working at a running store in downtown Iowa City um, and they were great. I mean, just they were super flexible with what I needed to do. Like if I needed to leave for practice for lifting, they they accommodated all of that. So I don't think I would have been able to uh, by myself which was, which is awesome for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was working, you know, 40 hours a week, uh, at the running store. I, uh, out of college emailed every agent list on USA track and fields website and not a single one responded to me. (laughs) So like, I didn't have an agent. I was kind of trying to do this all on my own. And luckily coach Woody had some connections in the professional track world and set me up with my agent who I've been working with now for, for 14 years. So, um, but it was definitely like a big adjustment, like not knowing the professional track world at all. And then, having nobody respond and, and right. help you with that was kind of a, I kind of had to, you know, figure some things out um, for myself, but uh, honestly, like going through those hardships, I feel like made it that much more rewarding when, when I had the accomplishments that I've had. Yeah. So like how long did that whole process take from college to your first pro race? What was that like? So college, I graduated in May of 2012. And then I ran the trials that year in June and then I was kind of done. Um, so I just was, was still in Iowa city and I ran my first indoor race, uh, would have been like the end of January or early February of, of 2013. So what a solid, solid six or seven months after that. Yeah. Um, but like I'd never been out of the country. I didn't have a passport. So you know, I had to do all that stuff and, and figure out international travel. So that was another big adjustment for me. And now it's, I mean, now it's something that's, you know, super easy. I do it, yeah. you know, all the time, but like just thinking back to then, like it's something like I had, I'd never done, which was, you know, kind of, uh, scary at the time. Yeah. And what was that like, like going overseas and racing your first pro race and stuff like that? How, how was that much different than college and high school? Uh, a little stressful just because like, you know, financially that's how you make money now. Like yeah. doing those races, I knew, you know, that you need to perform in order to to pay the bills. So it's definitely stressful, especially at that point, like not having any sort of, of contract. Like the only way I was making money was working an hourly job at the running store or, you know, uh, competing in these meets. So, um, it was a little stressful, but, uh, I think it helped through college that I raced so much. I mean, I was so used to, you know, racing the, the 800 and the four by four every weekend that like traveling and racing, you know, a couple times a week didn't, didn't bother me too much. It's kind of been one of my strengths. Yeah. Um, what has been your kind of favorite pro event that you went to race wise before, um, or not before, but I guess after you started racing professionally, what was kind of your favorite one or what had the best experience with? Um, I think like best like memory of my own would be when I broke the American record in 600 indoors. Yeah. Just, I kind of came out of nowhere. Like it was between supposed to be between Nick Simmons, Dwayne Solomon, like they had taken fourth and fifth in the Olympics the year prior. And I just kind of got into the race three days beforehand and came out of nowhere and uh, broke the American record. And that's honestly kind of where my professional career took off. I feel like just having that kind of like view on you, like that, that audience, I think that really helped me there. Um, but as far as like my favorite other race, uh, world relay championships were awesome when they had that running the four by eight. Mm-hmm. Cause I loved racing relays in college, like, you know, going to Drake every year and running those relays and always being on the four by four. It's not an experience that we get to do a lot professionally 
So running world relays, uh, it would have been 2014. We just missed breaking the world record. Uh, but I think we ended up winning that race by over Kenya by like five or six seconds, which was, which was pretty awesome to, to do that. So, yeah. And for like high schoolers, what would you say is your best advice that you could give to someone younger that's either still in high school or trying to go into that college running or even collegiate athletes trying to pursue professional running? uh being consistent in in everything i think is a a big thing that people don't realize like the more consistently you're you're sleeping doing your nutrition getting workouts in and like not skipping runs like people don't realize that just those building blocks like you do that now and you'll keep seeing those benefits for years and that's been a huge part of of my life and just how i view everything is just trying to to be consistent um and honestly just like buying buying into the to the training i think that every coach someone has like wants the best for their athletes. I think the more that you buy into what they're having you do, like, and not second guess anything like that, it just makes everything so much easier. I think that that's been huge for me. Like through, like through college, I had, you know, a great high school coach that was, you know, super communicative with me and I just bought into everything he had me do. And, you know, I PR'd every year for four years in high school and was the same way in college with, with coach Woody is just, you know, buying into that and just, just doing things consistently day after day. So. Yeah. And nutrition wise, um, do you follow some kind of diet or do you just do whatever? What do you do for like nutrition? Uh, so, you know, I was lucky to, you know, be, be in Iowa city, uh, coach Landon Evans, who was the strength coach for the track team there for, he just left, but he was probably there for man, seven, eight years. Um, so it was cool. Like I worked with him just to kind of, we, we tracked my, my diet for maybe like four or six months, one year, just to, you know, see what I was eating. And he gave me some, just some pointers on like what he thought I could change. And just, I think I learned a lot about nutrition that way that like, I don't track everything now, but like just having done that, it just gave me more of an idea of what I needed to, you know, do day in and day out to feel like I'm not super strict on a diet by any means, but like, I just kind of have an idea of, of, you know, what I need to eat and when. So, um, so kind of looking at that part of when eat before your race, do you have like a typical thing that you do or how far out before do you eat before you take the track or race? Uh, so like what I eat is not super specific only because like traveling at all these races so much, you never know what the, what the food is going to be like. Uh, but for me, like uh, if I'm going to run like an 800 or something, I try, try and eat like five hours out as like my last big meal. And then usually like 90 minutes or two hours out, I'll eat like a bar or a piece of fruit or something. But my last big meal is usually like four or five hours out. Four or five hours out. Cool. Um, and kind of what made you wanted to pursue like pacemaking after professionalized? Like how is that different than just racing? Uh, it wasn't something I really like seeked out by any means. Uh, yeah. I just kind of got agreed to, you know, pace a diamond league 1500 last minute, um, and ended up being pretty good at it that a lot of people have reached out to me since then. Um, it's kind of cool, like being a part of helping other athletes achieve some of these goals and, and some of that success, like just being a small part of that and getting to share those, you know, accomplishments with guys has been awesome um and like you know i raced so much in my professional career that i really got to know all of the 800 guys really well and it's kind of been an, another way to get to know a lot of these like 1500 three gate guys pretty well and you know get to be yeah. friends with them off the track so yeah it's been a lot of fun so pacing like how does that work do athletes contact you themselves or does like the race contact you kind of how does that go uh it kind of is all over like sometimes it's an athlete sometimes it's an agent sometimes it's a race um yeah. so Honestly, now I have more requests than I can like 
physically handle yeah <laughs> so i just kind of it's funny like i kind of have to set it up as if i was doing a normal season of racing with just these pacing jobs to kind of yeah. you know pick and choose like what makes the most sense um but yeah no it's been a lot of fun it's kind of been a a less stressful way to, to yeah. be at be at some of these it's stressful in a different way like a lot of these guys are like relying on you to you know do a good job for for, for their success but it's a little bit less stressful than racing in my yeah opinion. so is that like more pressure or less pressure than racing because you know you have to if they ask you a time you kind of have to go for it is that kind of more pressure than just going out there and racing or is it less because you know it's pacing uh i think it's the, the first couple of times maybe i would say a little bit more but the more i do it like i've always been super good at just like pacing workouts and stuff in general um so like the more i do it and i'm comfortable with it it's definitely less stressful than a race for me um especially now like late in my career without a contract has also guaranteed money every time i do it yeah. as opposed to racing where if you have a bad race you might make zero dollars so right. uh you know that kind of takes a little bit of stress off of it too just knowing that you know, you'll be, you'll be paying the bills regardless. <laughs> yeah. So how do you like manage travel with that? Then do you just find which ones you want to do and kind of plan your own travel or do you have the agent, um, pl kind of plan your travel? Uh, my, my agent will generally plan the travel, but he'll send me like what flights and stuff look like before he books it. And I kind of give him the, the go ahead, but I've been working with him so long that he kind of has an idea of, you know, what works for me and what doesn't. So it's a, yeah. it's a pretty seamless process now. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, let's see that's kind of a few of the questions I had. Um, but professional wise, do you have like that community? Is it a bigger community per professional? Like, do they all meet together and talk? Does everybody know each other? Or is it kind of less spaced out compared to like college? Like how do the relationships between athletes work? Um, to be honest, like, I feel like it's almost more socializing professionally because in college, like, don't get me wrong, like, I was best friends with so many guys on my team, but I didn't know a lot of guys outside of, like, the 800 in, mm -hmm. in college, whereas now, like, you're at these meets and, you know, everyone's meeting to eat meals together and, you know, we're overseas for sometimes four, five, six weeks at a time, so it's just kind of a, a nice way to, to get to know people and, and you know, past the time as opposed to just sitting in a hotel room or something so yeah i've gotten to know a, a lot of guys really well and women too across all sorts of events so that's been a lot of fun yeah so like do athletes just all meet together from all different countries or how does that kind of work do you stay in contact with any of them yeah um for, for sure you know i'm still not like keep in touch with a lot of the 800 guys even when i'm you know at home but when we're at meets like everyone stays at the same hotel like everyone meet eats meals down at the the hotel restaurants and stuff so you're definitely interacting with with yeah. everyone that's at the meet so it's kind of fun yeah super cool uh where's your favorite place that you've went to run what was kind of your best experience or who had the most hospitality what was that like oh um there's a couple smaller meets in Italy that I really enjoy going to every year. There's one uh, in Rovereto. It's kind of in like the wine country in the mountains. It's really cool. Um, yeah. We stay at this like ma and pa like Airbnb and have like home cooked cool. Italian, Italian food for every meal. Yeah. I've been going there for like 10 years. So that's a lot of fun. Um, the Rome Diamond League was also awesome. Like getting to warm up. So the warm up track still has a bunch of the like old stone statues from the olympics back in uh, like the early 1900s so that was a kind of cool just like seeing all of that historic stuff so probably a couple of my favorites i like a lot of the italian meets yeah so for like diamond league did you ever do any of the series racing where you went from race to race or how was that kind of did you do that yeah so i mean when i was competing myself i mean there was a couple times where i would like run 
seven races in like 16, 17 days. So I would just, you know, I'd race, wake up the next day, travel, go to bed and wake up and, and do it all over again. But uh, I really enjoy that. Like if I could race every other day for the entire season, I would, I would love to do that. I just, yeah. I get the most out of myself and it just kind of breaks up the monotony of, of, of training every day. So yeah, yeah, I love to race. I'm super competitive. So how is that like between races, like if you're in one country one day and then you race, how do you get to the next race? Like, where do you do your training with all the travel and stuff mixed in as well? Uh, sometimes if I'm racing every two or three days, I don't like, I don't do any workouts or anything. So it kind of be like, I would, you know, race one night and then I'd wake up the next morning and depending what travel looks like, like I'd either go for a run in the morning or I'd travel in the morning. And when I get there in the afternoon or evening, then go for a little run and then kind of wake up the next day and, you know, race and, and do it all over again. So if I have more than like three, three days between races, I'd probably try to get like a little bit of a session in, but with how much I race and have raced when I'm generally overseas, I don't do a lot of, a lot of working out per se. Yep. Um, so kind of back to your high school, talking about working out during high school and then like your transition to college, what was your like weekly mileage or what did your workout structure look like compared to when you moved to college and then professionally? Uh, I was not very high mileage in high school at all. I was probably most weeks like 20 or 25 miles. Um, I was also like a 400, 800 guy. Uh, I ran the mile and two mile a couple of times, but it was, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> and then uh, even in college, like coach Woody, he was super smart about it. Like we definitely increased like far licks and threshold work and stuff like that, but it wasn't like a big increase every year. So mm -hmm. I would say between my senior year of high school and then into maybe like my third or fourth year of a pro a pro year, we increased from, so I say maybe I was 25 in high school. I went up to like 65 or 70 a couple of times uh, professionally, but I would say for the most part, like I'm generally like 50 to 55 now, but uh, we just kind of have gradually increased that, you know, year after year. Yeah. Um, what are some, some of like the favorite workouts you've done for professional mid-distance training? Or uh, yeah. See, I really enjoy doing like faster stuff on the track. That's my, yeah. that's my favorite stuff. Um, one workout we would do every year. And if I could do it, I knew I was in pretty good shape. So we would do 16 200s. Uh, so we'd start the first four would be at 28 with 75 seconds rest. Then every four reps, you lose 15 seconds of rest and you drop a second. So the whole workout only takes like 15 minutes yeah. to like four twenty eight, four twenty eights with 75 seconds, four twenty sevens with 60 seconds, four twenty sixes with 45 seconds, and then four twenty fives with 30 seconds. So that's like, see, and that's like my, that's like my bread and butter is just like running fast two hundreds like that. Like I can do that all day and i know if i can do that kind of workout that that it's i'm in a good spot so that's probably my favorite one to do just i like testing myself see what i can do yep. the hardest one i've ever done was either my second or third years of pro uh coach had me do four by 400 with five minutes rest and he wanted me at 51 to 52 <laughs> yeah that's so i did the I, I did the first three and i remember like I was hurting so much and like, it was so bright outside. And I had such a headache that I put sunglasses on. So nobody could see how much I was hurting going into yeah. the last rep. I don't even remember what I ran on the last rep. It was definitely slower than 52, but that's like the hardest workout that we've ever tried to do for sure. So mental wise, like for those 200s, what is it like? What do you tell yourself when you're cutting down like the rest, but also cutting down the speed? Like when you get to that last set, do you have to tell yourself something or does it just come natural at this point? How do you kind of push yourself to be able to handle that stuff? Same with like the last 400 repeat too. Uh, I think for me, like 
I've always been good at being like generally pretty fast for an 800 guy. So just making sure that I like push out the first 10, 15 meters of every rep just makes it that much easier for me. And yeah. honestly, like, I just, like, I just take it rep by rep. Like I don't look at it. If I'm running 16, 200s after I run five of them, I don't think of it like, Oh man, I've still got 11 left. Like just taking it rep by rep. I think that's been the biggest thing for me is like, I look at a, an 800 the same way. Right. It's like, I, I look at it by 200s. Like, Hey, I want to be here at 200 and I want to be hopefully in this type of position. And if I'm not, then the next 200, we need to, we need to adjust that. So I don't look at anything like too far out by any means. Yeah. So like when you're racing, say you're racing at 800 and you have a bad start, how do you kind of like just snap into a different gear where you know how to like recover from a little bit of like a hiccup or something during your race? What's your kind uh, of strategy for that? For me, it's generally like, if it's really slow, I think after like 300 going into 400, that's when I try to like make a move and like reattach and be where I want to be. Um, if it's a faster race and I'm kind of farther back, I'll try to do it on the back stretch with like 300 to go. Mm -hmm. uh, but like my mentality is always every time we race, we want to give ourselves a chance to win. So at some yeah. point in the race, I want to like be in contention and you know, it's most of the time it's not going to happen. Um, but like, I just always have that mentality of like, you know, give yourself a chance to be in the top three at some point in the race. And right. you know, the days that it clicks, it's, it's pretty good. So. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think that's kind of all the questions I had. If there's anything else you want to add, go ahead, but no, unless there's anything you can think of. I, I can't think of much more. That was kind of everything I had laid out, but awesome.